0: Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back uh, from that quick break. And Nick, we were just talking about Russell Wilson and obviously uh, the the criticism he's faced. I actually asked uh, Nathaniel Hackett yesterday about that and how maybe Russell has responded because but, you know, Russell gets up there and talks and and he he takes it on the chin every week, Nick. Right. Uh, yeah. Again, we talked about he he's had a lot of stuff thrown his way. Uh, but what's he like behind closed doors? What's he what's he what's his attitude like uh, in that locker room when we don't get to see him? And so I kind of asked Hackett about that. We have the audio here. I want you to to listen to this, Nick, and tell me maybe your thoughts on him and, and what it means for the team to uh, to have a quarterback with this type of
2: leadership. I mean, that's another thing just to, you know, put on the top of, of the type of guy he is. You know, when you sign up for this pr- profession, um, wherever it is, especially, you know, a quarterback, certain coaches, uh, certain players, um, you, if you lose, you're going to get criticism. It's that simple. And uh, the idea is, is that you got to keep your head down. you got to keep working. you got to do everything you can to put the team in the best position. And they got to feel that and know that. Um, that's something that Russ does. I mean, he's unbel- I mean he, he doesn't get affected. He keeps coming out here working. I mean, heck, he might work harder, and I didn't think you could. Um, so I think that, you know, I give him so much credit for that, is to keep his head down, keep working with all the different people that he's gone out on that field with. I mean, I just give him so much credit for that, uh, just all the different lineups that we've had. I mean, he just keeps grinding, keeps trying to make a play, keeps fighting no matter what.
1: Nick, obviously the season hasn't gone Russell's way, Um in terms of production on the field, but what can it do for guys to see him continue to obviously, like Hackett said, work hard. He shows up every single day. He takes the criticism, um, you know, and just handles it really well. What can that maybe do for guys? And and obviously do do you think that the criticism is, I guess, warranted?
0: No, not, not all of it. I mean, once again, to criticize a guy's uh, production on the field, that's a given, you know, that, that's part of, of the job. But when you start bringing up uh, a lot of uh, outside things in the social life, to me, that's when you're pushing it too far and you're re- reaching. Even DJ Jones, I saw a pro football talk, put something out about uh, what was going on with the, whole, with the party, not to go back into that. But he said, you know, on Twitter that you're re- reaching. And these are, once again, things that happen. And, you you know, hey, listen, when you play this game as a professional athlete, you know the criticism is going to be there if you lose games, if you give up a big play. That's part of it. But, you know, being a quarterback, I don't think you signed up for the the personal attacks. Yeah, the criticism, yeah, that's part of it. But not the personal attacks. And Russ has done a great job of, of handling, George. You know, going to that podium, being asked questions, uh, keeping a smile on his face, both, uh, you know, or trying to after, you know, some some games, but it's very difficult. And this is where Russell's been called, you know, robotic. He's constantly, you know, up there saying positive things. And it's like, no, the fan base and people in the media, they want to see him upset. They want to see him pound the podium. They want to see him throw some papers. They want to see him stick his hand in someone's uh, face who's asking him questions, but that's not who he is. Right? And it's like, you gotta let a player live you gotta let an individual live don't try to force them into a, a box that you want them to be in and and I, i'll ask you i mean if, if you put yourself in russell's shoes hell put yourself in the shoes of any of the players on the team and having to deal with the lack of success how, how would you george Storia, how would you have handled that
1: i think i would have started uh just yelling at people i don't know I think I I would not handle it well, especially like, I think at first I would have been like, okay, you know, whatever. And answer the questions and stuff. But once it gets to some of this ridiculous stuff, Nick, I I would not have handled it well. So I, again, I, like I said, I think the fact that Russell gets up there every single week and, and and just takes it on the chin and, and does it with a smile and, you know, gets up there, talks about his, his cleats for, you know, uh, cleats for a cause, which is a big deal this week in, in the community. And, and, talking about other guys and stuff it's just like like the 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 thoughtfulness to be able to do that and again maybe people maybe people don't want to hear it and they they get mad because they want him to come out and get mad but to me it's like man like it takes a special person to be able to to take all this stuff you know play as bad as he's played even uh and continue to get up there and be positive i mean that's that's tough to do man and i'm sure he goes home and he's frustrated and you know i'm sure he gets mad about the way that things have worked out so far, but uh, for him to uh, continue to do this, I I think is, is again, I think it takes a special person, but uh, I I did want to ask you, Nick, do you think he can get better on the field these last six games? What do you want to see from him uh, that gives you maybe, because there's already people talking about, you know, how can you get rid of Russ? How can you cut him in the next year or two because of the money situation? What do you want to see from him in these last six games that, that, could maybe give you some hope uh, that, that he can turn this thing around?
0: I guess uh, more consistency in the passing game. And, and I know it seems like uh, another indictment of Russ, but uh, when I say more consistency, I'm talking about the entire offense a- as a whole. Once again, when you look at some of the shots that he's taken over the past couple of games uh, to, to me, it's just like, wow, I'm glad I don't play quarterback in the league. And, you know, needing your teammates to kind of help you out. That, and for me, it's not just about just Russell improving. It's, it's the offense. Can uh, the, the wide receivers, can they convert their routes? Can they block on a perimeter? Can they create space downfield? Can offensive line uh, basically protect him? Can he scramble in the pocket and uh, find that open receiver? Can they get him outside uh, of the pocket? So it is a culmination of things with so many individuals on, on that roster. And if they're able to do that, th- do those things, they look good. The offense looks great. They're moving the ball down the field. And also, you know, Russell uh, looks great as well. So just trying to narrow down, George, and say, well, hey, here are a couple of things that I, I would like to see Russell do well, it, I don't believe it's that simple. Because even if I were to tell you, hey, uh, let's have Russell go 23 of 30 for, you know, 280 yards, uh, and let's just say two touchdowns, how did he achieve that, right? Because he's not out there by himself. So it it is one of those team things, and hopefully that is something that they're talking about at UCL Training Facility. How can we collectively make Russ better, which will make us better as a team?
1: Well, and, and you mentioned something in there, Nick, that I think is really important, and we have, again, we've played a lot of audio today, but I think this audio is also important from Hackett, talking about the protection of Russell Wilson. Because I would argue that's been the biggest flaw in this offense so far this season. You read off the stats. I think it was last episode, wasn't it, Nick, where you read right. off all the stats that he got hit and sacked. And then Dalton Reisner, I thought it was interesting. He spoke yesterday about it and just said, hey, you know, we've had a lot. of He wasn't trying to make excuses, but he's right. They've had a lot of different guys in there, uh, you know, rotating in there. And we talked about it weeks ago, Nick, about how the offensive line, you have to be cohesive, right? You have to mesh. The, the, that unit is a group that if you can get five guys all playing, uh, you know, on the same level and, and on the same page, that's when you have a great offensive line. And when you, you're plugging and playing different guys that honestly, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way to some of these guys, but they were never expected to play this year, uh, you know, it, it makes it really difficult. So here's, here's Nathaniel Hackett talking about the protecting of Russell and, and how they can get better at that uh, in these final six games.
2: The, there's a lot of things that go into it. It's it's never just one person, one uh, specific area. I think as coaches, we could try to do more to try to protect him from the different concepts that we potentially use, the different protection schemes, uh, working him in the pocket all over the place. Um, and then uh, and then it goes with, it could be routes. It could be blocking. It could be uh, all kinds of it. It could be just coverage, just good coverage. So um, there's so many things that go into that. And we just have to play better all around. And we have to do a better job coaching to make it so he doesn't get hit.
1: Nick, I know you—you uh, you, you're not an offensive line coach necessarily, but uh, or, or an offensive coordinator. But when he says there's some things that we can do as coaches better to protect Russell, what does he mean by that? What does that look like? Is that like like I know he mentioned getting him out of the pocket, things like that. But if, if, if let let me just say, let me put you in Hackett's shoes or Click Kubiak or whoever, and, and you're trying to protect Russell as a coach, and you know your offensive line has got a bunch of different guys hurt you're plugging and playing guys. How would you go about trying to protect Russell Wilson schematically?
0: Well, that is uh, protecting him and not having him in too many drop back situations because when a quarterback is in that five step, seven step drop, those are deeper drops, which always defensively, that means that it's going to take the wide receivers longer to get down the field. And that puts more pressure on the offensive lineman to protect even when Uh, Garrett Bowles was in there and Quinn Miners. And I know, I mean, the Broncos still hadn't been solid at that right tackle position. They were still having issues uh, protecting uh, Russ from being harassed in the pocket. And now having a bunch of makeshift guys that haven't really played a lot together, it only makes it worse. So when the game plan is being devised, you keep that in mind. What can we do to help him out? To me, you have to run plays where you have maybe two tight ends on the field at the same time, you bring one back across the field to act as though he is an extra offensive lineman and insert uh, inside a b a or b gap. Maybe it's a designed quarterback run to get him outside, but that guy inserted and now you can run the ball a lot better. So for me, it starts with protecting runs. That means running the ball, right? That means you have a balanced attack. That means the defense just can't pin their ears back. They have to defend every aspect of your your Offensive uh, repertoire, but we haven't really seen that because the Broncos haven't really opened up a lot of holes this season. That last, I mean, Pat, this past Sunday, uh, what was a 52 yard run by Latavius Murray? That was kind of the most, the, the biggest explosive run the Broncos had all season. When you're running the ball, it takes pressure off the quarterback. L- look at what uh, Kyle Shanahan is doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, there's no way you would tell me that Jimmy's a better quarterback than Russell, but he has weapons operating around him. And Kyle is coming up with a game plan that is utilizing every single guy on the roster. Every single guy is somehow involved. Even if they're not getting the ball, George, they're they're used as a decoy. You know, knowing as though KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy is, is, uh, is out, there's no Tim Patrick, you have to find a way to look in, in that locker room, looking at wide receiver room and say, well, how can we get these guys uh, involved? And also the biggest thing for me is teaching those guys how, when the quarterback starts to scramble, get open. I mean, the Broncos are going to face the Baltimore Ravens today. I mean, on Sunday, excuse me. And what the one thing that Lamar Jackson does well, he's going to get outside the pocket. He's going to put pressure on his defense. And even though the Ravens don't have, how so? Name that wide receiver. Guess what those do, dudes do for him? They gotta find ways to get open. They don't stand still. But these are the ways that you can help Russell and take the pressure off him. I know it was long winded, but there was a lot of information there.
1: Well, yeah, and I think it's important. You you, you pointed out the wide receivers, Nick, and, and I mentioned it the other day. But they've got a bunch of guys that, again, it's nothing against them, but you know they weren't expected to play a whole lot of this year. I mean, like Brandon Johnson is out there, right? I mean, he's a guy who stood out in training camp. But even then, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, he's going to get a ton of playing time. Jalen Virgil, right? Uh, you know, Montreal Washington. Like, you've got all these guys out there that, you know, weren't – I mean, even Kendall Hinton, to an extent, you know, weren't expected to play a ton this year. And so you need those guys uh, to step up. You need those guys, like you said, to get open when the play breaks down. Uh, you need Cortland Sutton to play better, right? I mean, Cortland Sutton, I believe the stats, like he has one touchdown in the last 22, 23 games – uh, that's just not acceptable, right? Like, you need him to be a bigger playmaker. You need you need him to be a guy that you can come up with on, on a big third down like he did. You know, he had that big one on, on uh, uh, was it last Sunday against the Panthers uh, that set up that field goal? I think they ended up missing it. But, like, you need those type of plays, right? Uh, and so it's not all on the offensive line either. I, I know everybody wants to point to the offensive line, myself included. Uh, you know, I, I think that they're part of uh, the issue, right? Uh, But I think it's, it's a combination of guys. I mean, you need the tight ends to step up. Greg Dulcich has been sort of taken away in games. I feel like teams are trying to take him away because he's, he's done some really good things at times. So you need guys like Eric Saubert to step up. We haven't seen Alberto get any playing time. I wonder if, if we ever see him get back out there, especially. Nope. Nick's like, Nope, he's not coming back. Uh, But you know, I, I don't know. I I just, other guys have to, have to step up. Uh, And, and again, it's been the theme of this entire podcast, maybe the entire season, Nick, Russell gets a lot of the criticism and that's, that comes with being the quarterback. Same with being a head coach, right? That's going to get the criticism, but at the end of the day, it's on everybody, right? Everybody's got to play a little bit better. And we just haven't seen that so far from the Broncos.
0: No, we, we haven't. It, it, it's a team game. I always, uh, I'm quick to kind of bring up this uh, fact that this isn't golf, right? This isn't golf. It's a team sport. So everyone has a part and a role to play. And if every guy's not willing to play that role, it's going to make it really, really difficult. Like it, it like it, It's like a watch, right? If you look at uh, uh, any watch and you look at the cranks and all of those things, they have to work in tandem with one another. If not, the watch is going to be off as far as timing is concerned. And that's kind of what we're seeing with the Broncos offense. The timing and the rhythm isn't there because – I mean, we're halfway, well, not halfway. We're almost complete with the 2022 season. And guess what? We still don't know what the identity of this team is. We don't know what the identity of this offense is. Because if I were to ask you, what are some of the things they do on offense well, right? I'm sure I'm going to get crickets because we don't know. We haven't seen it yet. So as we look ahead to this Baltimore Raven game, that's where it can start trying to establish somewhat of an identity, whatever that is. If you want to throw the ball 40 times, which I, I I don't advise, then do it. If you want to run the ball 40 times, then do it. But establish some type of identity before these last six games are over.
1: They're really good at being bad on third down, Nick. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, identity. <laughs> that's the identity <laughs> is being bad on third down. Uh, oh. But uh, we, we got to take a break, Nick, and then we will dive into – Uh, this matchup with the Ravens.